Hello everyone, welcome to episode 22 of Deploy with Garrison. I'm your host Chris, joined tonight as always by Zach, how are you? I am excellent because it's dame time in Milwaukee. And, see, I saw you were sitting back and thought I'd drag you into a mic again. No relaxation for you. And yeah. Alan, how are you? I'm I'm doing all right. I'm doing well. A little light yeah. on the Legion lately, but, you know, otherwise good. Uh, you know, if one of us isn't playing Legion, it's not the Deploy of a Garrison cast, is it? We can't all be hyper-focused. It's not what this cast is about. No, no? I've, I've been cheating on Legion with, with my old girlfriend, X-Wing. So, yeah, but that's good. been fun too. So. Good. So we have a interesting, I hope, show. It's one I've been um, fighting for for a little while. We're going to start our series on bounty hunters to kind of tear into our series on um, like mission play and all of that. So we're going to have alternating stuff and then throw other interesting topics in as they come up. But today we're going to be talking about Bosk for our main topic. Uh, Alan's going to cover the bounty keyword just as an introduction as well. And then we have a couple of games with and against the new Battle Forces to talk about in our Officer's Mess. Uh, anything before we get into that, guys? No, let's get to it. I'm going to preemptively apologize because I'm on puppy duty and he has gotten his second wind in the past 15 minutes here. Yeah, Just trying okay. to keep him off squeakers for you listeners. <laughs> I mean, that is a step up from our normal attitude, so I'm sure they'll appreciate it. But... In the officer's mess, then, I have been frantically building Wookiees. I've thrown paint on some of them. Uh, they're not finished yet, but I'm making progress. Well, I did manage to get a game in with my uh, my Yoda list that I did a YouTube video about. I think I made one change, which was um, dropping stuff for a bigger bid, I think. But yeah, Yoda and some Wookiees. Uh, it was Yoda, Chewbacca three units of um wookie warriors no wookie warriors noble defenders that's the combat ones right uh, yes. they all had recon intel and then one shooter unit i'd swapped the battle shield for a ball caster so i dropped um an upgrade off chewy i think into a three i think i dropped after we discussed it something i can't remember and um then the two attack craft photocraft with uh, the Wookiee gunners as well. Uh, so eight activations, a nine-point bid or an eight-point bid. It, it was big enough anyway, seeing as my opponent went to the full 800. And I played against Maul, a bus, and lots and lots of Black Suns with grenades. And um, grenades, the grenade guy, frag grenades, just just grenades. Bombs everywhere. All was, of the grenades. Yeah, I was a little bit concerned. So I was like, hmm, I'll swap in combat, but this guy swaps at range two and then swaps even more at range one. So, um, yeah, I was a little bit concerned. But then I had a giant bid and we played, um, what was it? Rapid reinforcements. It was disarray and um, recover the supplies. And I had Yoda, so I just won. It was, it was great. Right. It got to turn five, and um, he conceded because uh, he had to go. Uh, he, he played three games of Legion already this week, or last week. I was like, yeah, if it gets too late, Chris, I'm just going to have to go. But, uh, no worries. Um, so I was you very happy. You stomped him, you jerk. Oh, no, he kept killing me, so I kept moving <laughs> further away. It's like, 
oh man, you, you killed killed a Wookiee. I best move further away now. And my Wookiee's just picked up the boxes because Yoda told him to. I recon and told up. And Yoda was like, yo, do you want to go and pick that box up? Like, yeah, okay. And then he killed one of them, so he ran away. And then it was their activation. And then they double move. Come on. Yeah. I mean, that feels fur and balanced to me. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm I'm excited Sorry, did for you say- Yoda journey because it feels like the best piece that you'll allow yourself to play. Um, Sorry, did you say fair and balanced or fur and balanced? Either I'll pick one. <laughs> fair and balanced. Fair. Is there a Y in that? I don't know. There's an um, there's an I. No, I just yeah. thought you were making a Wookiee pun. Come on, fur and, uh, fur and balanced. If you like. Um, <laughs> no. So my my shooter unit of Wookiee is really good. They've managed to like, consistently perform, and having that block of four really helped because there were twelve wounds. You know, um, it's pretty resilient. It didn't fold. I was really worried that my smaller three Wookiee units were just going to melt under the Black Suns. And the unit that initially picked up the box that was like the most contested did get annihilated. Um, but I managed to use Yoda shenanigans even more. Um, yeah, I I don't want this to become me just gushing about Yoda, but there's a lot of gushing to be done. Um, yeah, he's, I mean, he's a... I'll go ahead. I'll go <laughs> I, for your want set and like the piece that it is, I, I I just think that Yoda and Chris is a a pretty good match. So, I mean, I can see it because I've played Maul a few times and I'm not quite there. I don't have that patience, but with Yoda, he just does everything. He he has the ability to do everything you would want him to do, just not at the same time. Yeah. You've got to plan the turn out, and I enjoyed that kind of thinking. You and also appreciate having a little bit of burden taken off from your command card process. Um, it was really interesting. So I played um, Size Matters sometimes, which is a Chewbacca card, and I'd positioned Yoda. I, I'd been really careful, making sure Chewie was just at range one of Yoda, um, so I could have Yoda having the force barrier in, in a place where I needed it last turn. Then this turn, I was going to move everyone else and then bounce Yoda out. And I was kind of trying to bait him in. So Yoda moved into Chewie, and then he activated Maul first, ran in, and for, force pushed Yoda out. And was like, Yoda can't move now. And I was like, wait a minute. There's a way Yoda will let me cheat my way out of this without <laughs> me having to activate Chewbacca. So I was like, okay, so if I force if I force push Maul out of combat with Chewie, because he force pushed Yoda away to reduce my blocks back down to white and then charge Maul into Chewie. Mm-hmm. So I force pushed Maul out of combat with Chewie into the open. Then I guidanced Chewie to move in, <laughs> which then bounced Yoda back to Chewie. Yep. And I still had Chewie's activation. I was like, yes, I'm so smart. It didn't take me five minutes to figure this out, this puzzle out, but I got there in the end. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is Yoda. I don't like Yoda the rules is... right now. Surely there's a way we can disregard them. <laughs> yeah, it's just... I, I, I have been known to play Elder in the past for different like game systems. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I, I don't like the base rules for this game. I think I'll play with my own, thank you. Um, <laughs> the command cards just... All, I I went through, I played all three of them 
and I played Luminous Beings a wee twice, and um, he conceded to uh, going into turn six when I was going to do um, Size Matters Not for the second time, and I was just going to bounce Yoda in and annihilate someone. Yeah, but, yeah, get... Yoda is Yoda is a very powerful piece, but he he can be a little fragile if you're not careful. But it sounded like you had managed that pretty carefully. I mean. Yes and no. I left him in a position where the Blacksons w- could get to him. I left him there to try and make him get go for them, because yeah. the Wookiees already had the objectives and were planning to run away. If he puts effort right. into killing Yoda when Chewie's there as well to get um, Guardians some away, sure, it was played into my hand. So we, I think he correctly ignored Yoda, um, and then it was just a case of where he was going to try and put his damage, but there was a couple of misplays, um, just really stupid as well. Um, like placement of the figures after the commander had moved. I placed them into a cover instead of placing them so that were, like half of them were in cover and one of them's in range of Yoda. I placed them all into a cover. I'm like, I didn't need to do that. Do that. The rules are that, you know. So it was yeah. just yeah. So, a lack of experience of having to think about that kind of thing. So keep that in mind when you, if, if, <laughs> if you ever play 501st, the clones and droids to some extent will also play in a very similar way where you want to make sure you leave one or two guys in range of another unit to either share tokens yeah. or be able to bounce um, orders around. Yeah, yeah there's um, a lot of cohesion to... Yep, There's a lot of layers there. Yeah, uh, I am actually building my 501st as we speak. Well, there I've you go. Built, um, one of the girls at work was supposed to be building a bunch of them for me, but got bored because I was going to paint Anakin for her. I was like, if you build the army, I'll paint Anakin for you. It seemed like payment in kind, um, but she didn't really get much of it done at all. She got bored very quickly, so I'm going through just getting all of that together, seeing as I'm working on Republic stuff anyway. And... Wait till I come up, I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll see. Um, but oh, we... Building party. Yeah. The... But mostly, I'm making my 501st list first, and then I'll just build all of my Republic stuff and throw it in the, in the project room, never to be seen again. But it's mainly to get boxes off this table behind me, which is in an absolute state. But enough of that tangent. Back on with um, the order stuff, or Wookiee stuff. You know, it's all, all good. Um, the Fluttercraft. Because yeah, it's definitely a Wookiee list. Uh-huh. Uh, it is. It was very, <laughs> very furry. Um, the photograph uh, felt felt interesting. There's definitely some finesse there, which I didn't quite feel what I had nailed down. But the the ninety degree turn on the speed three move, and then a rotate ninety degrees to kind of keep the arc where I needed it to be. And um, I got some good alpha strikes on that. And playing disarray with them worked exactly how I wanted it to. Like. Nice. They were the two things I dropped in that deployment zone, and everything else was in the other one. And they just swept in for whatever was the weakest part of my opponent's lines was was the plan to target with those. It's a pretty self pick off whatever's left. Yeah, right. two broadcasters were fine. I had no intentions of going after his bus. Right. It was going to get to do whatever it did. It, I got Maul down to one wound, and then he. Uh, popped witch magic and healed him a couple of times with a bus but at that point it was playing more cautious with him so I'd already, I already knew kind of turn 4 that I was getting the distance I needed that the game was no longer really in doubt 
he did catch up again with a double move from a bus so that he could jump out the following turn because uh, that bus is pretty long. <laughs> it turns out. <laughs> yeah, like, when that thing move moves, it uh, covers ground. But yeah. Um, but at that point, he only had Maul in there, so he could only count, he could only count on one of my objectives, and I'd, I had three, he had one, and you know what I mean? It, it was not coming back. The best he could have hoped for was me to win 2-1, or even if he somehow managed to force a draw, I'd kill a lot of Black Suns, he'd kill one unit of Wookiees, would have killed a second unit with Maul, but um, there were the practically naked 71-point units, so I wasn't too concerned. Um, yeah, the things that I really enjoyed, the range unit was pretty strong. I do like having the ball caster in there. Um, doesn't add as much punch as I'd have hoped. It's only one red, but giving you the impact one PS1 is cool. Yeah, and especially in the range two pool. Yeah, yeah I forgot. Pierce, Pierce one is real good. Yeah, I forgot that I had taken um, targeting scopes on them. For the first round of shooting, which would have mattered, because I had um, luminous beings away in play, and they took an aim, so I had three aim tokens in play and used all of them, but forgot that I had precise on them. Um, what other mistakes did I make? Um, I think yeah, a couple of positional things with force barrier. I was pretty good on my activation order with Yoda to make sure his master of the force was in play to get the as much use out of force barrier as I could. Um, the command cards felt really easy. It didn't feel like a challenge at all. To Because I was worried the minigame of Yoda's command cards, of which one brings back what, would, uh, would be annoying. But it kind of just naturally flowed. There was no point where I wanted to play Luminous Beings but needed to attack with Yoda. Like, yeah. he, d he has enough other options that not being able to attack never felt like it was a handicap. And the the bounce up to speed three is pretty cool. Um, for his is an is one pip, and remembering that he has charged that turn, so that I could jump in, attack something, and jump back out to not actually lose table position was good. And the fact that he gets to jump twice because the card lets him use his uh, actions multiple times. Right, so he's just, yeah. I'm going speed three wherever I want. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, I mean, it's only jump one, only jump one. And we were playing on, um, that was a game I played on the, uh, with some of the Shatterpoint terrain on the table, which was um, surprisingly not as off-putting as I was worried it was going to be. It, but I think I you said the table was nice. Back. Back. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah, the scale looks close enough that I think it works. Yeah. Um, so... I'm curious if you think my initial statement of force users being how people imagine aces in X-Wing are. You remember that statement? I do. do. You feel I like that's generally true still, or with Yoda, you're cheating? I feel <laughs> like, so to, to go with the X-Wing analogies that you're throwing out there, I feel, I, I disagree. I feel like Yoda is playing first edition soon to your fell. Oh, okay. no. Uh, you, you've got me an arc. However, will I survive that? Oh, look at that. Uh, oh, nothing happened. Yeah, you know what I mean? It, it just felt very... Um, felt like yeah. he had all of the two. I mean, is 235 points for my order? Is that right? Something yeah. like that? You're, you're I, paying for it, at least. Yeah. Like, 
I felt like I got 235 points worth of value out of him, though. So, and you know, it's a sample size of one. Sure. Maybe, maybe he gets high velocity to death in the, in one game, and I cry a little bit. But I still think I mean, the go on. If you play him well, like obviously, yeah, he's going to be untouchable. But if you play him wrong, like he's you're going to get murked, and then it's you're just going to be sad. You're not going to get that the value out of him. I just. I honestly feel like if you, especially the Yoda version of the Wookiee list, I feel like the bid is so important that getting to play in my deck and I just win. I don't know what happens if I get outbid and I have to play a real game, but when it's playing hostage, recover, or um, what's my other one? I don't know. Like, I guess you have two more. You get four objectives. Yeah, but it was all. Uh, one of them was uh, did you say payload? We we're gonna do a bombing run. I think, I think you had bombing run for the Fluttercraft. Yeah. Uh, we, I've been talking to a lot of people about a lot of Wookiee lists, so I'm struck with the Yeah, well, it's basically one of them is the Blizzard Force ones, and then it's all just stuff that you can score early is my thing. So, um, oh, Sabotage is the other one I've got. Yeah. Um, sabotage, Hostage, and I, I just Recovery think that I've got and... the, yeah, that many actions and that much free movement that it, none of it matters. Yep. Like, if Yoda dies, I've already got enough of a lead that we shouldn't tie anyway, so it's not going to come down to kill points. Mm. And that's what Chewie's there for, you know? Just, can you hold these wounds for me? Yeah, yeah, I can do that. But we'll see. I said, I, it's really easy to feel really good about it after one game it was a victory. We'll see yeah. how it goes. I'm going to give it at least... So I'm playing in a league that starts this week, and I'm committing to playing... Uh, well, I committed to the Wookiees. It's supposed to be pick a faction. I said I'll play Wookiees. So unless I somehow get them all painted and suddenly want to do a five all first instead, it will be um, six games of Wookiees. I say, can you go um, over to the classic three Wookiees and two T forty sevens? Even though it's definitely not good anymore. No, no, I'm definitely going to go. I don't go... know if it was good before. It was. It was definitely. I mean, it won uh, SoCal. Mm. It was good before Pikes. Okay, well, I'll give you that. So, I plan on running at least three games of um, Yoda out of the six that I've got to play, and uh, it should be a relatively competitive league. Like, as in, people take it seriously. It's not going to be like the fun games that I, I sometimes get to play. Well, so we shall follow your career. Fun and serious aren't mutually exclusive. It's always fun for me. <laughs> Uh, the arrogance of a single victory with Yoda. Well, in that case, we shall follow your career with great interest. Yeah. And then, Zach, you got to play against the Droid Battle Force, right? Yeah, I actually got two half games in, um, which, so I've kind of moved off Jedi for now because a lot of their stuff is on those turns five and sixes, and I couldn't tell you the last time I got to one of those, which I'm a little salty about. Um... So I got a game of Vaps in with uh, Imperial Hero Hammer, uh, Iden, Callus. I just really wanted to play Callus because I hadn't in a while, and he's good. He's my boy. So it was Iden, Callus, Boba. And um, I played against some Anakin clones, and that was like the first time I've really played against that list being played like towards its potential. And it's it's crazy how much damage that can go down. But then I was also kind of stunned because I played Sniper Iden 
and I don't play her often. And I'm like, how do people pay 25 points more than this compared to Cassian? Like, be, like yes, you can move and shoot, but then you don't have any tokens. Um, the tax strike turn is good because you'll almost certainly kill two models, which, uh, I mean, you do on the crack shot turn normally as well. And then you don't get the joy that is K2SO. Um, I was really, really salty because uh, I... I was playing with the limited turns in mind, so I made a move where I could have left my Boba one move away from my opponent's VAP and fully obstructed, or I could have completed his movement touching the VAP. I completed his movement touching the VAP, um, and the clones were able to burn him down uh, basically in one round. Um, but I did get to play Whipcord for the first time, uh, and I, I Whipcorded his Anakin kind of away from everything, so... I was hoping on the. We had one of the long ways deployments. I'm not sure if it was. Um, it might I think have been. We played rollouts. I think. Yeah, it was rollout or long march. Um, but uh, I think it was rollout. No, it was advanced. It was uh, advanced positions. So I was. I oh had yeah. Kind of, yeah. It's um, got you on rollout yeah. for people, not for vehicles. Yeah. yeah. Um, See, that's just to make me feel less stupid, folks. Don't worry about it. But I um, had a. We're just gonna uh, ignore the fact that advanced positions came out first. What? Oh, you're saying, you know, advanced positions is a uh, rollout for people. Yeah. We're just going to ignore that advanced positions came out first. All right. We started late, Alan. So, yeah, well, that's okay. Sorry, okay, just for Alan, rollout is advanced position for vehicles, <laughs> which ruins my joke, makes me seem more stupid, but I was so confident that I remembered which wings Zach played. It's fine. Oh, yeah. I'm the idiot. I hate you all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was pretty bummed. I was me. down on kill points when we called it, but I had Callus, a full squad. It was also my first game with the full squad of HH12 stormtroopers with the specialist, oh, and those impressed. They wiped a bark really quick, and um, they punched a vap, and then there were six red saves that were might have been able to make it to uh, threaten or tap the other vap, but we never got to find out, which I was sad about. And then listeners will remember that I was hemming and hawing about the two rebel lists, the buses or the um, Cassian Boba Mandos. Well, I have three boxes of Shadow Collective laying around, and I realized I was short a Rebel Trooper upgrade kit um, to play the bus list. So I just built my Shadow Collective Mandos and played them. And I played against the BX Droid Force. Um, and that list, that faction, I think is better than people give it credit for. Um, you know, one can very easily. Oh shoot! Hold on, I gotta let the puppy out. We got a rule: if he goes to the door, he goes out. Please hold. So I'll just riff a little bit on what Zach was saying there about the droid force. One of the things, complaints I've seen is like people back and forth. Oh well, the the normal tank is better at the normal snail, or the missile transports, or the resiliency of a magnazant there. And I feel like you're focusing on the wrong thing if those are your complaints. Yeah, I I would say... It's a totally yeah. different faction with the same models. Yeah, that's what I... thing I would say to it. Because, like, the way that the Magna Guards being troops changes the flow of the game. Um, so we had his bid, and we wound up on Intercept. And I was like, oh, all of his objectives, he just really wants to send those Magnas over to my side of the board. But it became really clear really quick that his BX teams, he had full BX squads with shields. Yeah. And that squad lets him rule with respect them every turn. 
So even his sniper shots were scary, but then he was moving them up to get the full, you know, these massive die pools into me with a, an extra oh, aim yeah. if it didn't go well. All of, you know, all the while I'm like, oh yeah, and there's burst to speed magna guards heading my way. Yeah. It definitely, it doesn't have like the playmakers to bail you out. It really misses um, Cad Bane. And as you know, my first game with the Mando list, so like, I definitely, you know, could have done stuff better. And that's like a B tier at, at best list. Um, he, the big one that surprised me is he one rounded my K2SO and he did it by way, air quote, wasting a magna activation to just get in range to knock off inconspicuous. And then his remaining units um, got him through the dodge. And then at the time I was, I stole, I just shamelessly stole the list from someone else and it didn't have, um cassian's three pip in it so i got really greedy and recovered to switch to the pistol and then <laughs> didn't have good pistol shots again um so that one and unfortunately that we were actually at the game store for that one and uh, you know you're, you're at the game store on sunday and there's 40k players going through their encyclopedias and magic players uh, just bleeding money, and then we're there having fun with Star Wars, so everyone wants to come see what we're doing and ask us questions. Uh, so we got maybe a turn an hour in. Um, it was kind of interesting because I did manage to wear down. I think I killed two. I killed one full BX squad and got one down to one model, but then he had another BX squad and then one or two Magnus where I had he had killed my characters. Um, but not my uh like all my all my mando squads were up or i think he got one mando squad so like i had a lot of bodies still up that were you know pretty relevant pretty potent um and i am going to push to like my next couple games i'm going to play Aiden boba um one to help us for future content as we talk about boba more uh or bounty hunters more in the future but two like i guess i am just going to keep pushing for that let's see if i can you know win the game early um and play out the turns that i'm going to get yeah i don't know it's it's a hard thing to kind of judge if you're not going to play the full games uh you can kind of map out how the game was going how it felt and where you think it would have ended up but it's not always the same and you kind of lose a little bit in the practice value if you're not getting out you know regularly not getting those full games in but yeah yeah it's definitely uh I don't know how I'm going to solve it for the time being. Like, you know, part of it would be, it'd be nice to go back to tournaments, but I've got life stuff every week to, you know, build. Oh, the yeah. And yeah, I'm playing the game for fun with my friends. So I'm not going to be like, all right, can we act like we don't know each other for the next three hours? No. Right. I mean, for me, I always try and make sure that I'm cognizant if I'm talking and I'm not doing something. I'll say, Oh, sorry. And I'll do the thing and then go back to talking. Like yeah. forming dice pools is easy to do and talk. Pulling tokens is a big one. Um, but always slows me down is I'll be talking through my thought process of what I want to do before I've pulled a token. And it's not relevant. Until that token's out, none of it's relevant. And that's that sped my game up a lot once I kind of caught myself, you know, planning out if the token's this, I can do this. If it's this, I can do it. Like none of that's relevant. Do the thing yeah. and then you can go. One of the worst ones that happens to me is I'll be talking with my friend, you know, I'll be like chatting and it'll be my turn to activate and I'll either go to the bag without thinking about what's, you know, what I have face up on the table or I'll just want to activate a unit so hard in my heart that I'll just um, start doing it and realize I haven't pulled the token for it. 
which is funny because we are on a remarkable streak of, oh no, I forgot to pull a token. Wait, and then just pulling the correct token. Um, (laughs) Faith really seems to want our game states to be correct. We've had it happen a lot where, oh, I rolled one too few dice. Oh, it's a blank anyway. Oh, I forgot to pull a token. Oh, look at that. It's the right token. Like we've, We've had a hilarious streak of that lately. Yeah. The battle force, though, like, it looks like Separatist, but it's not. You know, if you sit down and you're like, okay, how can I take the Separatist list that I always play and just tweak it a little into this? Like, you can't. I mean, it was funny. I was playing my Separatist buddy, and he, you know, the rest of us all have nice, like, token bags, and he doesn't. He had his tokens on a literal stack on the table, and I'm like, what is that? I just kept looking over. I'm like, what? It, what is that stack happening? What? Why why do you have those out? Oh, oh right, you you have a stack now. Like you have a stack, not a bag. Shuffle a stack. Yeah. It's it's almost like well, I mean you're run used to pulling putting out your tokens every turn. It, it felt like playing against I would almost say if you have this vision in your head of what this sounds right weird, but like I talk to people who have this vision in their head of what clones should be like but then they don't necessarily want to play like the Anakin clone ball. And that's almost what playing against that list was like. It just, it was very not separatist. Um, Interesting. Yeah. I have to be honest. Hmm. It does intrigue me. If I didn't have 50 million projects to do, I think it could have got some buy-in from me uh, purely because it's not filled with B1s. Yeah. It has... Uh, an interesting dynamic for the actual battle force ability and it has that style of yeah you can take kraken can't you alan yes you can correction but, time uh, baby <laughs> um super tactical like yeah i i said oh you can't take kalani or kraken that was wrong because i'm not super familiar with droids it's just super tactical droid that's that's it, and then each droid has a different subtitle. So yes, you can take the name ones. Mistake. I think that you got a rule. You got a forum post to help you. So yeah. Well, turns yeah. out I'm just a dummy. So you know. Yeah. There's um, that too. But yeah, basically you've got those two, but you don't have that big playmaking piece, which I kind of like. I, the way I've been trying to do. Um, the Scarif list, for example, where I don't really have a single killer piece that dominates. I feel like that droid list is that kind, that play style. Yeah. Like, everything's got to do its job, and like you're doing half a unit here, and this other unit's doing the other half, and it all kind of plays out and goes. If it goes well, you win. If it goes badly, you lose. But you feel like you're earning it, which I sometimes don't with um, with the one game of Yoda. Yeah. You know, it's bad. Helps offset that a little, you know. Like yeah. I said, you get rule with respect and burst of speed on tap. Um, yeah, you know, I don't play against, I don't play with or against separatists a lot, but I'm pretty sure regular Magna guards uh, can't burst of speed. No, I think the only thing I've seen which I don't know how relevant it'll be was a complaint about the costings for the heavies for Magnus. But you're already sitting at four base, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, you're sitting at four three. instead of three. Yeah, which helps. Um, but, it does help. But I, but I don't. I just think that I wouldn't take a rocket launcher. Yeah, if I was it, really worried about those points, I don't know. Like from what you saw, did it did it need the rocket launchers in them? 
I, I think he did have the rocket launchers on one or two of his squads. I want to say it was two with rockets and two without. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I that's what I'd probably do is mix them up just because like having the rockets is pretty much the only impact option you're going to have in that list. Oh, yeah. The snails do uh, do well, don't they? Yeah, the snails. Um, snails a lot more. I don't. I don't know how worth the. I watched some shred of the snails with just um firing BXs and rolling crits on his big dice pools. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, why not? Just roll crits. E Z. Yeah. I mean, that's how I kill ATSTs, man. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Yep. No, like yeah. I said, definitely you would never you would never splash those Magna Guard into a regular separatist list. You would never no. make the sacrifices to get those BXs into there. But then, you know, once the you start this all fits on, together. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. It's interesting. Yeah. I, I did try definitely to have make the corner. Oh, I was going to say, I'll have to definitely look at it, but I, I'm almost pushed away from the list because the only thing I have painted of my Separatists are my six squads of B1s. Yeah, so I was going to say, it's definitely like, you are an Invasion Force player. There's no getting around it. Yeah. I mean, AATs, baby, let's go. Yeah. I like the heavies. I, I did try to make a double snail list, but I, it just doesn't feel good. I just... <sighs> Like, no, I think you could yeah, probably I, do single snail fill easily. Not, not it, not in this battle force. I think the feeling that they missed the mark a little on the snails isn't unwarranted on that hmm. tweet. They tried a thing, and I'm just I don't know if it landed. Well, I, I think there's enough changes. other options. I think there's enough enough other options that they can miss on the persuader tank, and it's fine. Okay. It's also print and play, so they could just uh, yeah reprint it. Yeah. But this is the uh, the five oh first battle force all over again. I'm going to force the ATRTs to work. I don't care what anyone tells me. So I, I want to force snails to work. So we'll see. I would we'll say see. this could be the forest droidecas to work because we found that. Oh, interesting. So this is this is my one like rage at AMG. The thing that I feel that's in their hands is that they really need to silhouette droidecas because there's enough slop on how you build them that they can be taller than a trooper silhouette. So if you wanted to walk squads of droidecas forward, completely obstructing Magna Guards behind them, um, you can. Well, mm. You know, I've got some time. I've got some green stuff. It'll be all right. Yeah, so, like, just I just... get creative with your basing, you know? Make them just that I, little you, bit taller. You can do it pretty reasonably. So, like, my buddy bought a collection, um that had droidecas in it, and some of his droidecas are taller than the silhouette, and some aren't. Hmm. I'll have to check that with mine. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it, I just, I followed the instructions, I just slapped them together, like I was not trying one way or the other. I'll have to just check them, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. it's it's real close, so it's just like, definitely, you know, I, I think it's a thing that, you know, droidecas are bad right now, and maybe that's this is on the list of reasons why they're confined to be that way forever. But if you wanted to, you know, get your cheeky separatist assault force with your droidecas out and, you know, walk a wall of droidecas in front of your uh, your B2s and your magnas, uh, this is the the chart to do it with. Yeah. Well, I think that that's enough uh, riffing on the new battle forces in a pretense of it being the officer's mess. Time to move on to the main topic. So we are going to start a mini-series of looking at bounty hunters. 
as as I said in the opening, we're going to be looking at Bosk first because we've all played with and against Bosk. I've played him in both fact. Uh, well, not both. I haven't played him in Separatists. I've played him in Imperials. I've played him in Shadow Collective, and it's an easy place to start for us. And I think it'll be an easy place to start for you. But before we get too carried away on the transition terror, we're going to get Alan to talk about the bounty keyword. And by Alan, he means our bot. Bounty. After setup, a unit with the bounty keyword chooses an enemy, commander, or operative unit and marks that unit with a victory token placed on the enemy unit card. After a unit with the bounty keyword defeats an enemy unit marked by a victory token from the bounty keyword with an attack or effect, move the victory token to the unit card of the unit with the bounty keyword. At the end of the game, for each unit on the battlefield that a player controls that has the bounty keyword and has at least one victory token on its unit card due to defeating an enemy unit, that player gains one victory token. All right. So it's an extra way to get victory points. Yep. Uh, there are two ways in this game to get extra victory points. Bounty and secret mission. Yeah. So. And we've mentioned bounty a couple of times uh, when we've spoken about objectives that are generally low scoring or um, more likely to tie. And it is definitely something to consider. And I think we touched on the fact that Tempest Force can hard counter bounty because field commanders don't count, right? Field yeah. Any any yeah. Tempest Force is the list one would be most inclined to take that in hard counter. You're allowed to do that with field yeah. commanders on your list. Yeah, but so, triple ATSD is pretty much you're not gonna have a, a Ruth to be bounded. Yeah. Uh do you have any uh any other thoughts you wanted to go over on the actual keyword itself before we dive into not not really. Um but pop quiz, which faction does not have bounty hunters? Republic. Hold on, I can still hear them crying. Are they mad about not having bounty hunters or not having enough core choices today? Which is it? I don't know. Yeah, pick pick your poison. I've got Wookiees in my core choice, and I've got Yoda. I don't need no bounty hunters. It's fine. Uh, Do you you remember that? All right. We're going to do more quizzes. All right. Which bounty hunter or bounty hunters can be played in the most factions, if you include Shadow Collective? Uh, Tie between Um, Cad Bane. No, it'll be yes. Boba Fett because it's two versions. No, but that's uh, only two factions. It's only two factions. So it is Bosk and Cad Bane because they yeah, can they go. Get three. Shadow they get three different options. Uh, uh, no, he no, said factions. And I think you'll find that. In- uh, if you include. Shadow Collective is. He said, said Shadow Collective is a battle force, not a faction. If you include it as a faction. Oh, I said that. If we change the rules to fit what you want. Yeah, yeah. I qualified it. Um. So, aside from one faction, uh, and, well, aside from two factions, uh, there's at least two bounty hunters for everybody except Republic. So every faction except Republic can play double bounty if they wanted to. And Um, you need to take um, Underworld Connections if you're not playing Shadow Collective for that to work. Correct. Yep. And in case you covered... The, the shared bounty thing while I was puppy duty, right? Yeah. So, yes, and I should say this is one of those things, one of the the tricks, I guess you could say, or gotchas maybe with bounty, is that a bounty hunter just has to kill 
a target that has a bounty on it. It doesn't have to be yeah. their bounty. So if Bosk is going after um, Leia and, say, Cad Bane is going after Han, either one can collect either bounty. It doesn't matter. As long as one of them kills a bounty target. So I would say that playing double bounty actually makes the token... It makes it easier to get one token, whilst that may seem obvious. The reason why single bounty is harder is because it has to be the kill shot. So then activation order becomes really important. You don't always get control of that. Your opponent can react and know that you're trying to play for it and kind of run that bounty target away. When you have a double bounty, you can both bounty hunters can just pile into a one and it kind of yeah. gives you more tools to actually get, get it done at least once. So yep. it is... And it also gives you more flexibility in targets. Yeah. Obviously. You, have, you double the targets that you can try and cash in on. Yeah. Um, I've found um, personally, and I'm going to kind of slide us into Bosk now, uh, that I go one of two ways with the bounty. I think it's going to sound obvious when we get there, but I either put it on something that I want to control the play style of, where I'll put it on like a roof um, or um, a capo or something like that where I want them to force to play a little bit more cagey because it's an easy kill if they expose it. Compared to some... on matters a lot for me because, like, you know, if we're on intercept and I know that, you know, they're just going to put their Ruth or their Capo on their back objective and I'm never going to be within range of it, let alone line of sight, I'll just put it on, you know, something else that I at least think will come to my... come to where, I, you know, will have to come out if it wants to contribute. Um, sure. I mean, to an extent, but... The reason why I would still go for that roof in that situation is that it's not giving the aims for anything useful. Like it's literally just a wasted token every time because you can't bring it forward. So yeah, uh, it in the back. you can recover and improvised orders again. Yeah. And then she has done her job. Sure. Uh, to an extent. But a big, yeah, but a big point, I mean, a big part of her value is giving those free aims out in the case of Ruth specifically. Yeah. Yeah, or doing the double dodge or anything like that. Um, then the other thing I try to, I've tried a couple of times putting it on the killing piece of my opponent's list, like put it on Vader, put it on um, Obi Wan, you know, that kind of this is the, the linchpin of the list. So this is what the bounty is going on. And I've kind of found that that either in my experience so far, which isn't isn't massive i'm gonna be honest uh i only i've got like 20 or so games probably playing bounties and maybe half of them are in this way uh but i found that it doesn't actually change the outcome it just makes it more swingy like if i'm killing vader and getting a bounty i'm already winning yeah the bounty isn't what made me win that game so um maybe that's a lack, lack of experience playing double bounties uh in that kind of way but that's where well, I think the, the, the double bounty just gives you more flexibility. It, it gives you, you more. You get options. to do both. Yeah, you get yeah. both. Correct. Um, and then they have to be careful with two pieces or uh, consider it at least. Yeah. So, anything else on the bounty keyword in general? Or are we ready to move on to Boosk? We're ready to go to Boosk. Just last yeah. comment because the Empire keeps winning. If you want access to any of the bounty hunters. Any and all of them. Empire's your faction. Every uh, single yeah. one. Yeah. That's that's pretty true. Pretty true. Yeah. 
Um, Empire Top. So I've played Bosk in Shadow Collective and in Empire. And I think I'm out. Have you guys played Shadow Collective yet? Or is that just me? Uh, I think it's just you. Yeah. Yeah. I've just played yeah. uh, them in Empire. So I've played Bosk and I've played Boat Fett. I haven't played either of them recently, but I have played yeah. both of them. That's fine. And um, so I'll open up with my Shadow Collective takes for, I, mean, I suppose we could talk about Bosk in general, really. I suppose that's probably a better way to start out, isn't it? So under five points is pretty good value bounty keyword obviously in rage three surge two independent surge two regenerate three has scale surges to crit he has seven health uh courage two but let's be honest he's gonna get enraged because why wouldn't you um he has a frenzy melee attack which is one red two black one white with ps1 and then he has his um Mortar rifle range two to four, one red, four white, BS one suppressive, two training, and one. Oh man, this is a test. And um, one uh, gear, 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 yep. gear. Yes, yep. you got it. Look at me. Um, I think he's the easiest bug and play of the bounty hunters. I think I'd agree with yeah. that. Um, well, um IG might have taken that slot. Maybe, I, but I, I you can't both, take both. You can't but... take IG88 in Semiglis uh, or yeah. as many factions. Correct. I would say for Empire that there's an argument for 88, but um, if you're only I taking would, one, I, I think Bosk is probably. I I think you have to put more thought into IG's command cards than you do Bosk command cards. So that's why I think. Them. But... I mean, this is a this is another conversation. Oh, I'll just this this is you talking about your specific list, which got four heroes in it, right? This is where this conversation is no, going. Um, one of the things I like about Bosk and IG, so I because I think uh, what you're actually talking about now is Bubba. Well, <laughs> you're taking Bubba Fett, so you're not using any of the command cards because you're using seven of Bubba's or Vader. Yeah, um, I'm pretty comfortable taking either of them with just their two pip. Um, yeah. Bosk and IG. Yeah. So I, I would argue I I don't believe I've ever used merciless munitions. I've taken it. I don't believe I've ever played it. I took it. Yeah. I took it in the early double bounty days. Um yeah. double bounty was the first list I jammed. I got it off a couple times. Um it's neat, just, but yeah. I think that it goes so far away from a playstyle that he he leans into that there's just no need for it have there's so many other good one pips if you're taking especially since shadow collective came out which is obviously when i got back into a game i would instantly replace merciless musicians with ploy 100 percent of the time because bosk is eligible to be nominated for ploy and the words on ploy are better than the words on merciless munitions yeah. obviously you can take both if you wanted to but that's my my hot take of the day um reptilian rampage it's just great he gets the job done on that turn your opponent especially if you play like mid game your opponent has to respect that it's still in your hand kind of thing if you're not coming out early trying to get an alpha off on something yeah um it especially if you've got a bounty target i think it's that's what i played to get um bubba fett down right against Uzak. I had uh, a reptilian rampage to get my bounty on Bubba because we fifty-fifty the uh, 
the two pips that we both played or something. That sounds right. Yeah, but like, generally the times I get an, a bounty that I wasn't certain I was going to get is because Reptilian Rampage comes in and just yeah. does the job. Um, then Lion in Wait, I think, is my favorite opening card. I just There's very few games where I'm playing Bosk in either faction and I won't be happy to open with Lion in Wait. Even if I don't shoot with him, I don't care because... Your opponent it kind knows. of gives you a zone. It kind of gives yeah. you a zone. It's like, well, I cannot be, you know, range five. It's a little less than range five, but I can't end range five line of sight of where Bosk is hiding. Yeah. And it is that, like, what one of my units can take five crits because I've maybe rolled four crits once. Like, it, he just, it's five crits. Just don't worry about it. Five crits, PS1 suppressor. You might as well just set the dice face up. And I think I rolled only four crits on eleven dice in a game against Alan once. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, that's it's, you you don't have enough faith. You didn't. You tried to roll five crits instead of just rolling them. It's fair. There is no try. Well, we we can we can blame the uh, the the die roller for that one. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think it's a strong open. There uh, there has been um. The game against Tempest Force, I didn't play it early. I played it in like turn three, just so like, there was no need. We were playing Long March. I was never going to get to shoot it. And it, I knew I could save it for a turn to just finish off an ATST. And that's what I did. Well, that's what I did. So that's great. Um, another good thing for me for Bosk would be the, the lack of need to actually spend points on him. Yeah. Like I will put generally, I'll start off by just putting uh, targeting scopes on him, and then weave it. If I have excess points and are too big of a bid, I might add extra stuff later. But yeah. Generally, uh, no hunter. Sorry, I, I generally start with hunter, and then. But I think the argument could be made for one or either, either yeah. one. You know. Yeah. Um, um, depends on how much uh, of a bid you hunter, need. Hunter targeting scopes and. Um, Tenacity is fun. Uh, Seize the initiative is pretty solid. If you uh, if you need to, uh, if your opponent gives you the opportunity to get that early activation bounty kill, um, how often yeah, do seize, you guys season then run away? Yeah, uh, how often do you guys actually worry about getting enraged and using that combat attack? Uh, um, it's happened when I used the uh, thing we were just making fun of the. The grenades, uh, one tip, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I would say it's a very similar thing where it's just usually not. Yeah, the the enrage never really comes into effect. I I haven't used boss nearly as ex- extensively as you guys have. Um, I've played against boss probably more than I played it, and even then, it hasn't really come into effect. Usually, it's either he's out in the open, and I just just full the dead in two activations, or he just hides the whole game hides pops yeah. out shoots and then goes back you know it so hasn't really I, come into play ironically i tend to try and get the um enrage trigger into um like the gun line style list where he'll take a couple of hits on the way in but then i can walk him into combat and be safe so i've done um reptilian rampage in combat a couple of times and then you can do the uh take a wound to get the charge off um because you if you're sitting on two wounds, you get your free move, take a wound, enrage yourself. It's all everyone's happy. You know, living the dream. 
living that transition dream that no one sees coming. Oh no, he arranged himself. All the suppression went away. Oh, yeah. Um, the big one to be careful against Bosk too is uh, the with the regen. You just got to commit to killing him. So like that's the nice thing about the melee is your opponent usually you know. I mean, granted, they can probably withdraw and shoot him, but usually your opponent's not going to have enough melee. Like, Bosk will take damage getting punched, for sure. Yeah. But they're not going to punch through him. Yeah, and the the fun things with Bosk, I find, are um, he's he's nearly broken, he takes that extra wound, becomes enraged, loses all of his suppression, and then heals back to not being enraged anymore. And you're like, oh, oh, well not suppressed anymore it doesn't come back yeah that's always a fun experience um so what about playstyle we've obviously touched on how we think it's relatively easy to use generally i i kind of use him as cleanup duty um Mm -hmm. that range two to four it's pretty good pierce one he does have a red die um on your line in wait turn you do gain sharpshooter one You, you know you you have the ability to finish off units pretty good. He surges to crit, so generally with a single aim token, you should be looking at around about two crits is not unusual. I think it's like 1.7 or something would be the average, but, you know, we'll, we'll not kind of go too deep into uh, maths when I'm just... Yeah, I mean, he, he likes targeting scopes because you... You've got you four white. Medium aims. You know, the white dice are gonna have plenty of blanks. If you're an empire, you should really, you know, probably have a Ruth along to to give him aim tokens. Um I see separatist players putting binox on their B ones to support him. Uh, yeah, which is really clever. Yeah. Yep. Um hundred percent. But yeah, it, it fits in so easily. He puts out as much effective firepower as a trooper unit, whilst being this only a single silhouette model. So you can hide him a lot easier. He he has that range. He doesn't drop he off and doesn't appreciate yeah, wounds. That's definitely yeah. one of the big things. Just pierce and suppressive on the same weapon at range four. Yeah. With a, a respectable dice pool. It's something yeah. that is everything not that's good about uh everything that's good about a martyr, a sure trooper martyr, while it's actually getting the job done. Yep. hundred percent. And, you know, Reptilian Rampage, you can double tap. Like, you can, if you have that, you save it for later, especially late game. you just like, and pow, pow, there's two squads done. Yeah. Now what? But it's not, it's, for me, I generally, if I'm using Reptilian Rampage turn five or turn six, it's one squad, take four suppression. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's I, multi-purpose. You can use yeah. it for, like, you can either use it to double, you know, to clean up two separate squads panic one squad i mean it, at that point you might be able to panic two squads it depends on the situation but like it, it's he's a very flexible piece in that in that way uh, I, I never like to go too deep onto oh just do this specific thing because obviously games are actually fluid and different things happen tables are all different blah 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 yep but one yep. one really successful way i use him is when i play lists that will play key positions using him after the, my opponent has padded an order in the last turn. They'll pad the order with something that's in their zone on their key position. And that's when I'll drop it on him because there's no chance to clear the suppression off anymore. Yeah. They'll clear and, the one at the end, but yeah, if you've got enough, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. And just making sure you can like, 
anything that is courage one isn't holding something if Bosk is still on the table, turn five, turn six. Yep. Oh, yeah. Again, um, cleaning up. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think he just does a really good job. I think as a, a side tangent, he is probably the Legion model I have painted the most. I think I've painted four or five Bosks now, and he is a joy to paint. It's a really good model to paint. I hated painting the yellow. I think, though, he was the first model that I had the paint red undertone for flesh advice. Yeah. Um, and that, like, it, this, his skin pops, but I don't know. I kind of want to go back over his suit. Uh, so the good tips for yellow are um, Cassandra yellow is a really good wash to put over to add a little bit of richness and depth to the yellow. Um, stuff like, um, I believe it is... Uh, Avalon Sunset uh, is the base coat, I think, and then some Uriel Yellow using GW paints. Um, I think I painted one of them using just the new uh, Duncan Rhodes, the two thin coats paints. Uh, the Yellow Triads are pretty good. I would still probably advise a little bit of Cassandra Yellow because it is such a good wash, very rich and vibrant, really nice for getting that I paint bought, I wish I had wrote I bought a ton of yellows. Uh, because I wanted to, I have this uh, Toby system themed uh, X-Wing squadrons that someone else painted for me. And then I, they didn't paint a TIE fighter at the time. So I wanted to speed paint, use speed paints on it. And I got one of the GW ones and it looked pretty nice. Um, so I, I kind of do look at like, bought a lot of uh, <laughs> speed paints and um, contrast and whatever you call the paints that work for everyone, but don't work for me. And one of them did actually work, so I kind of want to redo my Bosk with it. Mm. But I just, I'm not as enthused about Bosk as you are at this point in uh, our Legion lives. Yeah, no, it's good. I mean, I think because he's so um, simple and very, um, um, I don't want to say one-dimensional, but he he is a very easy flowchart of our decision tree for Bosk. is really simple. It's not very mentally taxing for what you want to do. And it's good to have an effective unit that has that kind of yeah. simple tree in your list. And especially the style of list I've been trying to build, where it's like my Mandalorian squads are ones doing the work, my Death Troopers and my um, like tooled up Shore Troopers are doing the work. Bosk fits in really well with those because he kind of just covers the weakness. Like they didn't quite get it done, but Bosk is still there, you know? He's he's especially good in Empire where, you know, a lot of those lists that you're taking him, you usually have a, a, a generic officer, Ruth as we call her. Um yeah. because she can she can effortlessly feed him aims. He has yeah. been we would be I don't know if you want me to pivot this to, to this now, but um there's been a shadow collective list going around with sh- uh it's just Bosk and Pikes basically. Um yeah. And there's a couple variants of that that have had a lot of success at high levels. Yeah, yeah, and that's like, he does the job. He just gets it done. Yeah, he he fits well in a gun line. Like any yeah. any gun line that can take him, he just does the same thing the rest of their army does a little yeah. bit better. Yeah. Um. Then what else was I? I had something else to add and then lost it. Um. It was about Empire and Boss and... I mentioned that Ruth um, feeds names. No, it was the um, 
the three pip empire specific uh, generic oh, empire uh, card. Coordinated, coordinated yeah. fire. Yeah. Uh, works really well into Bosk as well. All of these units spent AM tokens here, Bosk, you can have those. Yep. Yep. As long as they're it gives, one it to gives two you of two him. line in weight. Yeah. Gives him two turns go. of line in weight. Don't worry about it. The other yep. one, I almost always find myself uh, bringing snipers with Bosk, like strike teams especially. Yeah. Um, because it's really easy for them to get a wound on something. And then I almost always have Hunter stapled the Bosk. So there's yeah. more aim generation for him. Yeah. Yep. And having so a good thing for strike teams, this plays into a with bounty talk we probably could have brought up earlier as well. Um, small dice pools are really good with bounty because they get you that chip damage so you can finish something off. If you go in with too big of a dice pool onto your bounty target, you run the risk of actually overkilling them and denying yourself a bounty. So having those strike teams to just get that one or two wounds in early, especially against something that's like a Jedi where they're going to have deflect, you can't guarantee boss is going to do it even if you get the five crits. Right? It's No, that would be right, because you can't... Yeah, it depends if they've got... Um, What's the card? What, yeah, outmaneuver keyword. That's the one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even just getting surge block on the shots is pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but ha- having having that high velocity, having that small dice pool does help with bounty as well. Um, yeah. I don't know any anything else for playing against boss. Uh, obviously, Zach mentioned uh, once you've started, don't stop. Just uh, put your yeah. foot on his throat and keep pushing. Yeah. Just just. If you're gonna kill him, commit. You have to commit. He's a he's a pretty easy decision if you can see him if you're playing like a blizzard force to spike him off with your bikes. Yep. Yeah. Um so I would say playing him in that regard, you cannot rely on regenerate. It's nice. Treat it as it's nice when it happens. He's got yeah, it's, a it's, decent it's health a bonus. build of seven. Um but like independent surge is uh, is fine as well, but Generally, you're taking as many hits as you aren't blocking with cover, and yeah, that's, that's then you're hoping about, that you reach them back. About Bosk is independent surge is probably the weakest uh, independent thing that you get for free. Yeah. Um. So really, don't you know? Don't worry yourself about you know the the other ones. All the stuff they get is really powerful, and it's like a real conversation line. Uh, just give Bosk the order, man. Yeah. So for me. I always think that I'm paying 105 points with stat block, not his keywords. But like someone like Bubba Fett, I feel like a lot of his points I'm paying for keywords as well. Yeah. yeah. The only other thing to mention is I have played Bosk. Actually, my first adept or only Adepticon list had Bosk. Uh, it was Iden Bosk, uh, ISF Inferno, and Royal Guards. And I did Guardian Bosk once while playing that list. There you go. I mean, um, it keeps him around. Yeah. Did we touch on which uh, objectives were good for bounty hunters in general? I feel like we've lost no, it really quickly when we came we into it. We spoke about it when we did bounties. So any of the objectives where it has um, low scoring or high potentials for ties. Yeah. Bounty okay. hunters are generally good into that. And obviously, it's something we always cover when we're talking about those specific objectives. Yeah. Yeah, um, I will say I think we we missed it on sabotage, but sabotage is an excellent one for bounty. Yeah, we, uh, we just because it tends to tie it in at least historically it goes four four and then kill point. Yeah. So having that plus one 
is very helpful for that. And the same with the other ones uh, or low scoring. So key positions, um, being able to two, two tie and go to kill points with a uh, bounty is helpful. Yeah. Um, um, the other one that's worth thinking about, and I don't know if you guys know them off the top of your head, but we mentioned lying in wait. And I know, you know a lot of people like to play at turn one, um, but not every deployment necessarily lends itself to a, a two speed move and a range four shot. Um, if you guys know those off the top of your head, I don't. Um, I think he mentioned uh, so, it earlier. Yeah, Long I, March is one of them. Yeah. I, depending on the list you're playing into in the deployment, you, obviously you know all of that before you pick your first command card. Um, it's a generality, not a rule, that you can play line in wait turn one. It's definitely good opportunities, especially if you're playing against, I would say, a nine act list. You're probably going to get a couple of them down. But generally, I'm happy to activate boss with five or six aim. I don't need like 12 aims or whatever, you know. But oh, I just yeah, especially need if... making sure that you'll have the range to do it. You don't want to yeah. roll up with your eight aims and go, oh, I can't touch anyone. Well, depends. If it denies them table position and gets me a better one, I'll take it. But yeah, I don't know. I think there's definitely times where I wouldn't play it. And I, as I mentioned, the, the Tempest Force game was one where I definitely didn't play it because I needed to save it for a turn where I knew I was going to be able to double tap, uh, sorry, get the five crits into the ATSD because I, I didn't want to have to waste it on a unit of bikes. Yeah. Like, killing the bikes early would have been nice, but my opponent didn't have to bring them into range, as Zach's yeah. saying there. Yeah. And when you have a reliable, bike. if you have a reliable source of crits and pierce, uh, yeah. it's generally I, good to drop drop that right on top of white save armor yeah so here hold these five um, wounds for me thanks <laughs> yeah it definitely speeds it up a considerable amount um yeah i think we're kind of done there i don't think there's much else to say on bosk i definitely think that if you're looking for a start into playing bounty hunters um touching on the uh the more i don't i'm Hesitant to say the hero hammer kind of play style because I don't think he quite offers enough to be a primary for um I, I yeah. kind of play style. No, but he's, I, I, he's wonderful as a second or third character though. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Like I, I would said, say I he was, fits yeah. in. Yeah, as a cheap op, cheap you know third or fourth if you're playing hero hammer, but he's yeah. not where you start. Yeah, and so generally I kind of want my units into. Am I happy to spend? Above like eighty points on a unit, do I need to spend like a hundred and twenty? And Bosk is definitely a good middle ground because I don't. I generally play eight activations. I think we've all gathered that by now. That most of my lists tend to sit around eight activations. I think Empire I get to ten if I'm taking strike teams, but um, Bosk generally doesn't feel like he's costing me too much when I'm pushing above a hundred points for him, like. I, I don't feel like I'm losing out on activations by taking him because of the value I feel he offers. No. Yeah. And um, what are we going to talk about next time? Any plans? Are we going to go back to an objective? Or are we just going to last minute plan it like we did for this one again? Last well, minute. if I get more games in with Boba, um, I just really want to get that Iden Boba, a couple Iden Boba games in because that is one of the old staples for them, or, well, for the two of them. Yeah. So, and somehow I just haven't played 
you know, I've done the all in hero hammer. I've done the double bounty. I've never done those two together. And like, you know, but then in sort of a, I'm very sad. I never got to do the ridiculous Iden Boba triple bikes list that hit 11 acts and fit and gave up nothing in the old, in the golden days of uh, empire can do whatever they want all the time. Um, uh, but, I do have some news for the listeners and patrons, especially as well. Um, so I'm not seeing them yet. I'm still in the process, but I'm looking at getting uh, the command cards and uh, print and play cards with Tempest Force printed up and um, droid invade, no, uh, experimental droids and the Wookiees. I'm going to try and get um, a few stacks of them printed up. And we'll have um, them available for the patrons, I think, and then figure it out or maybe do some giveaways for listeners. But I need to check them once I get them in hand, make sure they're not terrible. But we'll uh, be giving out some cards. That would be sweet. Yeah, I think so. Um, so I, I printed out my own uh, attack craft, and I've got like nice printer paper. But yeah, I just. I'm trying to line it up double-sided myself, and then, yeah, I'll just get my friend to print them. Hopefully he doesn't charge yeah, I, me now I'm in a leg, but we'll see. I, I just used the black and white printer at work. <laughs> They're I ugly. I card from work, and I'm trying not to just use it to buy the, the non-Wookiee stuff that I need for uh, that list, the list I, I shared. Just, dude, I, if in Prime Day... Look at the in five days or whatever the Wookie copters are twenty bucks again. I I might just cave. I, need to <laughs> I mean that was a good morning for me. I have to be honest. Watching it on the Friday night, knowing that I had to be in the store on Saturday morning to do some receiving anyway. Before the store even opened, I just took all of the Wookies off the shelf, all of the the Fluttercraft off the shelf. Rang them through the till and was like, "Yep, these are mine. These are now. mine now." <laughs> what, what you you didn't rush out at nine o'clock at night to go and buy them immediately? Well, sucks to be you. There's none left in Calgary. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I will see you guys soon. We'll be back again in two weeks. And uh, yeah, I have to run away, immediately edit this and immediately upload it because it's Monday night and this comes out in seven hours. Oh. Like that. So. Boy. Members yeah. of our uh, patron, though, can hear it 45 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Uh, thanks a lot, guys. We'll speak to you all again soon.